0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم الله وبركاته نحمده ونسلم على رسوله النبي الكريم all praises belong to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and we ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to send His choicest salutations upon our Master Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and we send our salutations to Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina Muhammadi wa sallam Firstly, Inshallah, we're beginning Surah Yusuf, so this might take longer than anticipated. We didn't make mention of it last year, so what we're going to try and do is, Inshallah, if we don't manage to give snippets of surah yusuf as we go along and try and make it less than the three hours we had the year before last insha'Allah. may allah grant us the ability to add to that i'd just like to say that if you want to really live okay then you need to live real if you want to really live then you need to live real. I remember the match we had yesterday? Real Madrid Liverpool said so you have to really live, then you need to live real. And living real is the sunnah of the Prophet in following the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah grant us the ability to do that. Amin Ya Rabbi alamin. Somehow the result of yesterday, we we can we we can say we don't accept it in the light of uh, in the light of the Shari'a <laughs> because the Christians used to say that one is three and three is one so we say that's not acceptable indeed so either we have to have a replay or something but that's not acceptable and, and, and more so it can't be acceptable when if you look at the result and they took salah out of it, it really you can't have an, uh, that's just not a fair result you know Uh, So anyway, Surah Yusuf Bismillahirrahmanirrahim When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intends with an individual good There's nobody that can stop that goodness When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intends a difficulty We wouldn't say bad When Allah intends some difficulty or a challenge to come over a person Nobody can stop that too Okay. Allah Jalla says If he decides that goodness must come The whole world can get together Nobody can stop the goodness And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides That there must be some affliction Some trial, some tribulation Then the whole world can gather together And they can try and move that away But they'd never ever be able to do that Number one, number two Allah says يوسف, That indeed in the story of Yusuf عليه السلام فِي يُوسُف وَإِخْوَتِهِ آيَاتٌ لِّسَائِلِينَ in Yusuf Alayhi Salam and his brothers in the 11 brothers of Yusuf Alayhi Salam are signs for those who want to ask. Well, remember in the beginning of Ramadan we said and perhaps this might be a culmination although we still have many days to go inshallah but this might be this surah and, and, and the lessons from the surah will hope to inshallah answer the many questions that we have. Why Allah? Why this? Why now? Why who? Why him? Why when? All of the questions that we have. Right? We normally question especially if Very few people question when there's good, subhanAllah. And when you get married, nobody says, why her? Okay, subhanAllah. When you get married, everybody is happy. It's like when you, two years, three years into the marriage, that's when you ask, why her? Why him? Nobody gets on on their wedding day and, you know, they're like, why? You know why you got married, brother? You know why you got married, sister? Because you wanted to get married, right? So the answers to these questions and, and the general question, Why? Can be found in the incident of Yusuf alayhi salatu wa taslim. Miraculously, a few points with regard to Yusuf alayhi salatu wa salam. This is, there's generally in the Quran <coughs> no surah that has been revealed in terms of a story form from the beginning to the end. This is the only surah in the Quran that was narrated or mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right from the beginning to the end in terms of chronology. No other surah enjoys this privilege. Secondly, <coughs> This surah was revealed at once. They asked the Nabi of Allah وسلم, about Yusuf. Allah revealed this entire surah in one go. Yusuf. Thirdly, in all of the Anbiya's Salatu towards the ending, Allah says كان, that in all of them, الألبى, that indeed in the stories of the Anbiya right, are lessons. For those who have intelligence. But in Yusuf's case, Allah says, not those who are intelligent. There Allah says, are signs or lessons or stories. Allah says, In their stories, the Anbiya's stories, there would, be عبرة, there would be lessons that we can derive for those who are intelligent. As compared to Yusuf alay salam, Allah says independently and individually, there's everybody together. In Yusuf alayhi salam, fi Yusuf that in the story of Yusuf are ayat signs. There there are, here yeah, there's lessons, there there are signs. Okay? Ayatul And if anybody has to ask a question, you'll find the answer. In Yusuf alayhi salat As a general rule, if anybody opens, and I heard this from an individual, and he says that whenever he would feel down or, or, or not have an answer to something, he would subhanallah take the Quran and he would open up. Right? And wherever he would open up, he would begin reading, and he would find that on that particular page, the answer that he was looking for would be there. He would just find it, subhanAllah. Because the Quran is that is what it is. It's it's uh, the last constitution, it's from Allah, Jalla and in it. Uh, there's guidance for those who fear Allah so you have to find the answer so, so subhanallah Whilst the whole Quran is indeed or therein are signs in the story of Yusuf alone there's many many signs because Allah Jalla says not ayatun ayat and we ask Allah that he grants us the ability to take lessons uh, from all of these signs we've mentioned just before that and this is something that's very very important parents when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to take good from a child when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to take good from a child there exists a great possibility that Allah will test that child when the child is young the test might be a bit difficult it might be whatever but if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to take work from a child, Allah subhan- not that Allah won't take work from anybody. Allah takes work from everybody, but generally if it's big work. So Allah will test that child more. The Nabi of Allah wasalam, was tested more than any other child. He lost his father before he was born. He lost his mother thereafter. And, and remember, he spent very little time with his mom. When he went to Halima, to Sa'diyah, after two years then she asked can she keep him again so very little time he spent with his mom he barely got to know her the prophet of Allah wasalam, more or less around the age of six becomes an orphan right so so he doesn't have a comforting hand nor as we would say does he have a guiding star that which is the father nor the mother he doesn't have that right he doesn't have the warmth of the Sun neither does he have the coolness of the moon as we're going to describe inshallah in the incident of Yusuf alaihi salatu wat to sleep. But this is because Allah is preparing him for a big task. Allah is preparing him for something that is massive. And so if he becomes strong whilst he is young, when the day comes for that task, the individual will be ready to accept the task. Okay? If you are strong and able-bodied, uh, able-bodied and if you have uh, good willpower, when subhanallah you actually get that challenge you'll find that it, you can take it with ease. Now, how do we also relate to this? We relate to this by looking at the incident of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa and Ismail alayhi salatu wa So Ibrahim alayhi salam sees a dream and in his dream, and, and this is after many years, he can't have a son, he can't have children. He makes dua to Allah, Allah gives him a son, which is Ismail. Allah says when this child reaches the age when he can run and that's and that's the best time between father and son right that's really the best time because you must chase him he must chase you you must catch him you gotta you gotta you know you gotta tickle him you gotta fool around with him you gotta let him ride bicycle you gotta gotta teach him all of these things and it's you know when you come back home you're like hey I taught him that your father couldn't even teach him that I did this and it's only me if it's a bad school report you're like yeah he fell on your side if it's a good school report, you see how clever my son is subhanallah anyway he sees a dream he sees a dream the first day that he's slaughtering his son he doesn't say anything about it because obviously there's a, there's a bit of a contact and, and, and maybe and remember the dream of the Anbiya عليهم, Salah, to a Muslim, they're all true okay so, so he sees it again and then he sees it again and he realizes that this is what is the requirement of Allah okay and so what he does is, is mm, he goes to Ismail salam Now, he could have went to an elder person, he could have went to his wife, he could have went to people that were wise in the area, right? But the upbringing of Ismail alayhi salatu wa-taslim was such a great upbringing that it prepared him. So if Allah wanted to take work from him, he already prepared him from when he was small. What do we learn? When we are bringing up our children, we also need to prepare them. We want to prepare the future for our children. Why not prepare them for the future? <laughs> if you prepare the future, there's no guarantee of the future. There's no guarantee that the money will last, the houses, there's nothing. People had to up and leave with only their clothes, that's it. But if you prepare the children for the future, then the future looks bright. So, So he comes to his son and he says, Oh my darling boy, and, and this is the words of the Qur'an. Oh my darling son. Allah has, has placed this command and he's told me that I must slaughter you. So my son, you tell me what to do. Immediately, without hesitation. He says, oh my father, do as you have been commanded. سَتَجِدُنِي اللَّهُ مِنَ if you do this, subhanAllah, you'll find me to be very patient. Historical narration says, when the father was actually coming with the night, he told Ismail a.s. told him, sharpen the blade so you don't, you don't basically hesitate. It just goes through. Then he saw the look in his father's eyes, subhanAllah, and he said, cover your eyes. Cover your eyes or my eyes. So that we don't look in each other's eyes. SubhanAllah. And when we do that, because if you do, you'll feel compassion. You won't go uh, and fulfill the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, Allah was so pleased with this. With the answer of this boy because he'd been prepared by Ibrahim salam, Khalilullah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh Ibrahim, you made the dream come true. Not the dream, you made the dream come true. So the first thing we learn is that we must prepare our children. When we look at Yusuf salam, Very tender age, he's taken away from his father. Okay? That is what happens. If we as individuals say and, and, and view the situation we might be thinking that this is so wrong this is something which is haram this should have never happened in the first place but if it didn't happen and firstly we make dua Allah never take our children from us never separate them okay but we can prepare ourselves in such a way that we separate them from dunya that we don't let them get attached to dunya Right, subhan. We, we we don't separate them from us, no. But we teach them the difference between deen and dunya, and we ask them to separate not totally. Give them a PS now and then, I'm just saying, not totally, <laughs> because you don't want them to be living in you know this very automatic world, they must be children as well. But we teach them that they must not rely on dunya, but the creator of dunya, subhanAllah. We don't want them you know when a child is born and we're like oh we're going to send you to this madrasa just watch out i'm going to drop you up there no, no 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 what we're saying is teach them the difference between din and dunya that's all separate them from deen and dunya. separate the two and teach them that you can enjoy yourself but there must be more deen you can live but there be there must be more deen so there's living and then there's loving right live in the dunya love for allah May grant us the understanding i mean so it had to happen it had to happen and if it didn't happen, there wouldn't have been the ayat. And if there weren't the ayat, we wouldn't have found the answers. We would have been still thinking now, you know, so I mean, I'm in this problem. And, and what do I do? I'm stuck. It's dark. And, and how do I get out of this? Right? I, I don't have finances. I don't have training. I don't have a home. I'm, I'm, I'm basically somebody that's been captured. I'm a slave. What's going to happen? I was free. I was with my th- father. I had love. I had the comfort of my home. I'm now outside. I, I, I can't bear the elements. All of these are questions. What am I going to do? And why? The first question is, why me? That's generally the first question. Why me? But was the Ambiya alayhi salatu wa taslim was their question that? No. They said, subhanAllah, if it's me Allah, then I'm okay with it. Allah, if you chose this for me, then I'm okay with it subhanAllah Allah if you chose to have for me to have this little difficulty for now I'm easy I'm not very easy (laughs) okay but I'm easy Allah take it away not very very easy because I can't I can't go through the challenges but Allah I know you've you've basically done this so because you've done this you're going to also undo it and you're going to sort it out for me so uh, it had to happen Yusuf salatu had to leave the father's home. How did all of this happen? The father brings him up. Not that he, be- not that he didn't bring the other children up in a good way, right? Every child was given their due upbringing. Okay, it's just that what happens sometimes, brothers, uh, ancestors, that we try our best. We try. I had another gentleman the other day, yeah, in the masjid, and he said, "Malani, you make dua. It's a long journey, especially if your if your son." takes to uh, to 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 a particular addiction and and we really feel for the parents you know Uh, so it's not like the parents didn't do a good job we can't say because he's a nabi so we can't say that he did a bad job he gave all the children that which was love okay and they admitted it themselves they said listen why is it that our father has more time for yusuf but obviously he was smaller you are smaller, you are now able-bodied, you had to also assist in the chores. It's our fault that we see it differently. It's not the fault of Ya'qub. When a mother has few children and the one has already reached standard seven, at eight, and then she's got other children that are in maybe grade two and grade three, okay? So, so what do you do? Do you sit with the standard sevens or eights? Or do you sit with the grade two and teach them handwriting? Do you teach them how how neat how to be on the line does it show that you have a difference no it's a different love that one day you just go and you make sure they're doing their homework and here you try and help them do the homework okay there you have to be a bit rough with the love here you have to be easy a bit more smooth so that eventually they can they can become what we want them to be may allah Jalla grant us the understanding so it had to happen the why of the story is when we get to the end, when we see the light at the end of the time, why? So subhanAllah, why is because quite simply, if you just close, if we just close our eyes, we'd understand that before the why, nobody asks why this good, you know what I'm saying? You come home, you don't ask like, hey, why you cooked so nice today? <laughs> nobody asks them, right? Nobody says, why you made such a nice car? Why? Everybody asks, why didn't you, you go to the employee also. You don't like, Subhanallah, why you did your job so nice today? Why didn't you just mess up one time? Nobody asks when there's good. People often ask when there's bad. So what do we do? We've got to close our eyes and focus on the good that had appeared before the bad, right? You lost one car and Allah gave you a better car. Now you can't say, why? did you smash that car because now we would have had two cars right you can't do that if you do that if you didn't smash the first car the second car wouldn't come okay so this is the why the many many why's he sees a dream Yusuf alayhi salat but I think we need to just take out a battery from that watch so he's <laughs> he sees a dream and again we bring our children up Islamically we try to bring them up Islamically Allah will put Islam in them Somebody says, "Malala, what must I do with my children? <clears throat> so you must keep them. That's the first thing you must do. <laughs> Allah gave you them. You must keep them. <laughs> must look after them. must nurture them. must guide them. If we give our children Islam, and if we teach them Islam, Allah will implant the Islam in them. How do we know this? We know this because quite simply, all of us here and there are listening, may Allah grant us all the ability to listen. In this month of Ramadan, we have taught them from many years now, that you have to fast in Ramadan. Nobody nobody swears their children (laughs) and and, and goes to the room like, get up and you know, they're like, come, come and get up, it's another. It's almost just a few to go. It's the first one, once you get used to it. Nobody swears, nobody shouts, nobody curses, right? Because we're getting them used to Deen. So all we have to do is take that particular approach and put the rest of Deen there also. If we do that, so it's like, come on, let's make the salah. So, fajr time, what do we do? You, you just, it's already fajr adhan, just make fajr now one time, then go sleep. Right? And then, maghrib time, we're like, ah, you just ate now, could salah? And then, isha time, so, so, so we don't swear, we don't shout, we don't curse, we try and bring the love of Islam. Now, the amazing part is, when we do that, so we say, Saturday, Sunday, we tell our children, look, tomorrow don't fast. What happens? What happens to the 8-year-old, 7-year-old? They say, no, I want to fast. And then you say, I'm not going to... You normally talk to the wife, you know. Ramadan is actually good because you end up talking. <laughs> Very cordially, subhanAllah. Allah grant us the ability to talk nicely all the time. You're like, must we wake them up? No, 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 don't wake them up. They've been fasting all week, okay? And then all of a sudden you see this beautiful child rubbing their eyes and moving their hair back subhanallah and they like, why didn't you wake me up he said oh, you you, you want to fast tomorrow are you sure just go sleep it'll be okay no <clears throat> no I have to fast what do you mean you have to fast no no I have to fast they don't understand they don't understand that but we have taught them because you must love Allah so now they're not doing it for you and for me and for Mulana. now they're doing it because it's for Allah and then, believe me, seven, six, seven, you have to give presents, you know? For every fast, you give like 10 real, 15, rale. I don't know if it happens still like that there. Maybe in the older days, now it's like one game PS4 and one controller, and you know, whatever the case may be. The second-hand shops are normally cheaper. But anyway, um, and unfortunately you can't make copies right now of the PS4. But anyway, um, so they have a link with Allah. So eventually when they are eight, nine, they don't even ask you for anything. They don't tell you they want to fast and you must give them 10 rand and 15 and 20 ren. Doesn't happen. <laughs> Nobody does that. So it's like Ismail that said, look, I'll fast whatever. If you want me to do whatever, if Allah wants me to do this, I'll do it. It doesn't really matter. Allah wants me to do it. Like I mean, 5 rand, 10 rand, 20 rand, it's going to make me rich. What's going to make me rich is Allah is going to be happy. Like we teach our children, don't do that, Allah will become upset with you. In the Urdu language, they just say Allah will become naraz with you. And the children, you know, they're brought up like that. And uh, so now everything, they, 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 they are aware of Allah. And when they are aware of Allah, then Allah shows them signs, that He wouldn't show generally other children. And so Yusuf Ali Salatu Al Taslim is one of those children. And sometimes from, from all our children, you know, from the children, you'll just say, uh, you're not favoring anybody, but you'll just say, you know, this one here, this one looks like he must become a doctor. You, you, just, you just know, you know? And then you know the, the, the lazy ones. This one, he must come stay with me in the business. Because if I send him to university, my whole business will close. By the time he finishes with my fees, right? So, so SubhanAllah, and then you say, look, this one, this individual uh, seems very deeny inclined right or sometimes it's the other way around the child becomes inclined to deen and then he changes the parents subhanallah and how does this happen it happens when we say that we are going to sacrifice our children now we don't give them away but we sacrifice and say at least allah from five children, from four children, from three, whatever, I'm going to give one specifically for deen. I'm going to make it such that one will be, and we make this intention that all will contribute, inshallah. So, you know, if, if there's a problem with one, the others will assist. So, one will be specifically for deen. One will be specifically to assist humankind. Don't become only professionals that assist and benefit ourselves. No. I used to say to my students, the girls, Allah made it. Fortune. Allah gave me the opportunity to do so, and it's really a, it's a wonderful thing to be working with pupils because it's an amana, it's a responsibility, and and somehow you're creating the future, and so we must be very afraid of that, you know. we Must be very scared because we have to face Allah, and and Allah will ask us, what did you do with these children? You 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 kind of took them off the path. We all say we meet sometimes one of the students, and they're like, ah. Oh. You know, they got a beard and say, see, 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 see my student. And then the other ones are all in the clubs and whatever. And you're like, ah, I don't know this guy. Well, You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so I used to say to the girls who I was teaching and the boys. I was teaching both, Alhamdulillah. I used to say to them that, listen, I know you're going to study. But if and when you are going to study, try and study something and achieve something that will benefit you and the humankind as well. Because the responsibility of a mother is nurturing The responsibility of a mother is caring developing the responsibility of a husband is to earn allah says this in the quran he must earn and he must pay that's just the responsibility he has to look after the family look after the children look after the wife groceries whatever the case may be he must look after that the mother's responsibility she is the first lap of deen so subhanallah her responsibility is to nurture is to care is to mold right that is why the Prophet ﷺ said, when you marrying, marry somebody who has deen so that you can become successful. So I say, rather learn something that you can benefit the Ummah with because your responsibility is not to earn. Your responsibility is not primarily to earn. That your husband must see to you or your father in the absence of the husband or the brother in the absence of the father or the Muslim Ummah. That's their responsibility, right? And then, brothers, then we can consider if we must look after them. Now, you don't have to look after them by getting married to them. Just remember that. You can just send the pa- And don't go drop off the parcel. Because maybe you won't come back. Just send the parcel. So, do that which will benefit. Subhanallah. Which will benefit people. What were the sahabiyat? What were their duties? They would go out in the ghezawat. They would go out in the expeditions. But, most of their duties involved looking after the injured and giving them water that's what the duty and the beauty of women is to assist and nurture the ummah. may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this particular understanding and when they do that subhanallah uh, you'll find that this there'll be this special special child and uh, certainly uh, because of our mothers subhanAllah, all of us that are sitting here are certainly special um, if, if your mum and I believe mums are all really fascinating and they're amazing uh, there was something that she said or something that she did which made you change a particular thing in a particular way there was just there was just something and the way she did it and the way she carried it out herself And whoever is sitting here will remember if you just close your eyes will be like oh yeah you know she used to she used to wait for me and make my cup of tea or uh, she used to wait for me till I come back home and, and then she used, like she used to sit on the chair and make sure that I'm at home, and um, even if it was till two, three o'clock in the morning, right? She used to care, she used to give advices. This is what we remember of our moms. We don't. Very few people remember that. Oh, you know, my mother. We, one time there was a fracture. One time there was a almost broken. Like very, very few people remember. They remember they remember it with the fathers, you know. They're like, kind of. That's why I learned karate, fahm, and whatever the case may be. So but the mothers is very, very different. So nurture, care. Anyway, Yusuf alayhi salatu wa he has the care of his mum, but then she passes away. Right? So he's in the, 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 the care of his uh, khala, his mum's sister. <laughs> and uh, he comes to his dad one day and he says to his father, uh, oh Ya my, Abati, oh my darling father. So from this we understand uh, when a child is small, they always say, my darling dad or my hero and whatever. Somehow there's a problem when the child grows up. Somehow there's a problem when the child grows up. So we don't, for some reason, find that niche to actually say to our fathers, when we're 50 or 60 and the old man is, you know, somewhere around about 80 or 90, whatever the case might be, so we, we, we very rarely would see, Alhamdulillah, it's happening, may Allah grant you, barakah. We very rarely would see somebody going to his dad, and, and this is the most beautiful sight actually, that an old man is embracing an old man, and is kissing him, and they're walking together, and somebody asks, is this your friend? And you're like, yes, he is my friend, but he's my father. Subhanallah, he's my friend, but he's my father, and he's my best friend in the whole world. That's who this man is. And if you're walking and you're, heavy, you're, you're holding hands with, with, with a lady that's barely able to walk, you know? And you're taking her, subhanallah, and, and you, you, you're making sure the water doesn't touch her clothes, and you, you're probably helping her in the doctor's surgery, and you're trying to do whatever you can do. Uh, and people say like, hey, who's this? And then you're like, that's my mother. That's, that's, the most, that's my Jannah, my father and my mother. So Yusuf alayhi salatu with taslim, let us also earn the Jannah like how he addressed his father. He said, ya abati. He, he could have said, Ya Abi, oh my father, right? Uh, oh, Daddy, as we want to say. Uh, or oh, just uh, in, in this day and age, you get some crazy things, they're like, Hey! <laughs> Subhanallah. And, 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 and even worse than that, is you see sometimes in the, uh, in the malls, etc., where they don't even say dead anymore. The children don't even say dead anymore. Never mind giving a kiss on the forehead or the hand. <laughs> There's like no consideration. You'd wonder if if like, you know, who's the father? The small boy or the big man? It really and sometimes people complain. They tell you that subhanAllah, my son is like my father. He tells me what to do. If I say, let's go for eat shopping, today I seen it today. Uh, The men seen some trek suits and the other individual said, the seller said, you know, why don't you take this very smart? He said, oh. Let me come with my son because nowadays you can't buy for them. It never happened in the old days. If they took something home for you and you didn't like it and you moaned about it, you weren't going to get that in anything else. assalamu alaykum. That's how it worked. But there was love and there was care and there was lessons therein. And you and I became individuals who were strong and had strong values. And if we leave our children just to do what they want to do, then it's going to become a difficult world. So he says, Oh my, oh my beloved father, uh, He said, I was sleeping and I had a dream. I saw 11 stars, I saw the sun, I saw the moon, and they were all making sujood to me. Right? So you got this young boy and he's having this most magnificent dream. Now, when our children come in. T- children are very innocent. Children are innocent. And they are pure. Right. so when children, young children, brothers and sisters speak, listen. When, generally when children speak, listen also, even if they are talking a little bit of nonsense, listen because eventually they will talk sense, especially if you guide them along the way. How do we know this? Sometimes they want to say something and the verb is wrong. So don't correct them and say, not like that, just repeat the sentence in the correct manner okay so what we must understand is when children are talking listen imagine if Ya'qub alayhi salatu Taslim said hey go play what are you talking nonsense or go make wudu read two imagine if we said subhanAllah and we kind of like or if somebody said hey I saw the sun and the moon and so like, you don't want to go to school you I'll phone your teacher <laughs> watch out so listen to what children have to say because there's so many times lessons that we can learn from them. And the most important lesson that we can learn from children is their is the ability to forgive. That's that's so beautiful. The ability to forgive. You can give them two shots now, you know, and they'll go and they'll cry. And, subhanallah. They'll be back and be in your arms and they make you feel like a real loser. And you often, but sometimes you have to give that away. Don't don't worry about it. I'm just saying, just leave that for later you make toba in your room but the two must come sometimes uh, and not too hard and whatever uh, with with gentleness and love and uh, but the amazing thing is how they come back and they come back and they forgive and they come back and they do it as if nothing happened imagine if you and i are having an argument subhanallah an argument no shots just an argument we don't talk forever because i was right and you were we don't talk forever so take lessons from the children secondly they don't see color they never ever see color it's just too beautiful. SubhanAllah, <laughs> sometimes we can't handle it. We're in a shopping center and there's, there's two children, one of color, one not of color. And, and all of a sudden, you're like, you're seeing your son going and holding this child and you're like, hey, you know, it's, it's terrible how we think. It's really terrible how we think. SubhanAllah, <laughs> may Allah protect us. And we're like, hey, must I take my son away? Or my daughter, must I, must I just leave them? And what do I do? I mean, and if you ask, then you, you, you ask your son after your daughter, hey, why are you playing with a child, man? You know, maybe you can get sick and something. Mommy, what are you talking about? That's my friend. Subhanallah. That's my... And they make us see Pascala. One of my usta'als, his child was in hospital. And the mum bought for him some food and a present. And he was in the ward with another child. Right? colour, you're to say And uh, so she bought for him something, got a bit of a present. And he said, and my friend? Subhanallah said, and my, you brought for me? And what about my friend? You didn't think that I got a friend here. So they see past color. They are very, very truthful. They see past color and they don't hold back. They got no hypocrisy in their heart. Like you'll ask, somebody puts an expensive frame. Uh, they just throw something on there and it becomes a Picasso, you know, somebody's like a hey, million, two million, ten million. And you ask a child, okay, what do you see here? You like the paint fell. <laughs> That's what I see. So they have truthfulness and honesty in them. They see past color. Um, they speak what is from their heart. And they, are, they, they, they love without reason. beyond. They just love. SubhanAllah. And then he says to his dad and so we must listen because they have these qualities I've seen the 11 stars and the moon and I've seen the sun and I saw them all prostrating to me making sujood. and the father said listen don't tell this dream to anybody right that's the worst thing you can tell a child See, come here I gave you this chappy don't tell me I don't have more he'll go to his brother and he'll say there's no more I got this one, here, yeah, and he put it in his mouth in front of That's a child, innocence. So the father said, don't tell this dream to anybody. But it teaches us innocence, no? Like we want to create a bit of, you know, because then one child sees the other child chewing and it's like, where you got the check from? And he say, uh, no, mommy gave me. He's like, hey, I never give you. Or did then we have to lie. Then we're creating a bit of a problem, because now we're teaching the children to lie. So rather don't give the check or share it half, okay? And then you'll be a happy chappy anyway the father says don't tell this dream to anybody especially don't tell it to your father uh, your brothers uh, because shaitan is an open enemy he doesn't say he doesn't say they're bad because they might plot a plan against you Uh, Shaitan is an open enemy he says that's all he says there are four things that he speaks about his children the the, the sons who were big Uh, that's the first thing he says because shaitan is big and, and we realize, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, this guy wants to go out again. When he comes to ask you, a day, please, you know, can I, can I go out and, you know, inshallah, first we're going namaz and we're going to make salah. And then you must know that brother is coming back only tomorrow morning, right? So uh, the father knew that these were his sons. But sometimes there's a give and take, you know, you have to overlook and you, you don't want to become too hard, you don't want to become too soft. And, and so the father said there might be, it might be a bit of a problem, but khair, uh, this is my advice to you. And uh, this is where we finish today, insha'Allah. And we'll carry on tomorrow, as I said, with uh, also making mention of other important aspects in other jaza. Uh, uh, we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah keep our parents shiny. okay? Keep them the moon in our life and the sun in our lives. And, and, and the brothers and sisters that we have May Allah support them as stars because really they are stars. The brothers and sisters that, that we have are stars. And uh, everybody that comes thereafter is the solar system and the Milky Way, and that's our world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all that. Amin ya